If no one sheds light on what is being done in the darkness, it will never stop. One in three girls and one in six boys are sexually abused and told to hush. Breaking the silence is the first step to healing. Healing is a lifelong journey. Find your voice. Your story matters. Pain put me into hiding. Purpose called me out. May the silence be broken. Thanks for listening to the One Voice Podcast. It's a safe place for conversation on relevant topics with real life stories to encourage and inspire you along life's journey of healing from sexual abuse. I'm Mary O'Brien with Nicole Braddock Bromley. It's hard to believe it's March. The first quarter of the year is coming to a close and you may be thinking about those New Year's resolutions and how you're doing with them. At the top of the list is self-care, but it's more the physical self-care, losing weight, exercising, eating healthy, but really at the top of the list should be emotional self-care. Commitment to self-improvement goals are so important, but it's just as important to be gentle with yourself and your expectations. And self-care is really something we should be doing year-round. Self-care can mean different things for each of us. As survivors of sexual abuse or rape, we're all in different stages of recovery. So some of you might feel grounded by doing arts or crafts or writing or journaling, while others find that same comfort in exercise or spending time with people they trust or those who make them feel really loved or known. And it looks different for everybody. Recently on our Facebook page, which you can search for when you look for one voice, all one word, we'd asked about different ways people practice self-care and came up with some really good ones. I love Jessie's. She says just getting out and doing stuff with friends. The activity seems less important than me being present in the moment. And Princess Kaylin, she had a really good one. Learning to say no and realizing having time for me is okay. Don't you oftentimes feel guilty about having free time or having alone time? I think a lot of people in general would feel that way, but especially survivors of abuse. So often we are people pleasers. And so making time for ourselves, cutting time out specifically to be alone seems selfish sometimes. I think for survivors of abuse, because we're always trying to make everyone else's day better and we don't think about ourselves as much. That is so true. And I love what Jamie said. Being with children and laughing is really good self-care. And you think about just the innocence of a child and just their brutal honesty. And you can really just look at life a different way when you're sharing experiences with kids. It's just refreshing and and very life-giving. I think oftentimes we want to spend time with children as well because it brings out our own inner child. And so that is actually self-care of the kid that's inside of us, the kid that, you know, didn't have their innocence and didn't get to play as much because they were being abused and they were forced to grow up way too quickly. So spending time with children is, is caring for the inner child. And Melanie had some really good ones to add. She talked about using essential oils and doing a foot spa just to pamper yourself and getting out in nature, whether that's walking on the beach or going for a hike, just really taking in your surroundings and being in the moment. And we had several people talk about resting, napping, vegging out, watching a movie. Sometimes you have to force yourself to do nothing, which can be really hard to do if you're a busy body like myself. All of these are really great ways to care for yourself and to make yourself, your health, your emotional health, a priority. From probably the 
darkest parts of my healing journey, I would pull out a couple winners, which for me were journaling and prayer, you know, finding inspirational quotes or verses and writing them down and meditating on them. Journaling is just such a healthy way to get your thoughts down and process and bring dark things out into the light and just get to know yourself more. I think another piece of self-care can even just be a commitment to going to counseling or group therapy, writing out your own story for yourself in pieces. You know, when you're at that healthy, emotional, mental, spiritual place to do it and then having someone to share it with or to process with, whether it be a counselor or a trusted, safe person um, in your circle. And then one other piece of self-care that I think is important that people usually don't point out is giving yourself grace, compassion when you need it, when you feel like you're taking two steps back and one step forward, it's okay. So self-care oftentimes means just being gentle and compassionate towards yourself, offering yourself grace and mercy where you might have otherwise not given it to yourself, but you might give it to a friend who's struggling. So sort of putting yourself in your own shoes, if that even makes any sense, but caring for yourself along the way when, you know, the struggles are hard. And for those of you who are extra special like myself and struggle with anxiety, (laughs) I just want to share one thing that's helped me a lot in my journey of healing is breathing. And I know you're probably thinking, well, yeah, I do it all the time every day because that's how my body works. (laughs) But it's just kind of the breathing techniques to calm yourself down and really just be in the moment. I had someone share with me once when you need to do a body check to just kind of get a gauge on how you're feeling. You put both your feet on the floor about shoulder width apart. You can sit down, you can stand up and then you just take in a really big, deep breath through your nose, and then you blow very slowly like you're blowing out a candle and just continue to do that maybe five to 10 times. And hopefully that's going to slow things down a little bit in your mind and in your heart to just bring calm over your entire body from head to toe. And then for those who struggle with symptoms of PTSD, Mindful breathing exercises, prayer and meditation are especially helpful in managing fight or flight responses to flashbacks or ruminating thoughts. So taking time to observe our breath, whether it be for five minutes or an hour, can be really helpful to managing our emotions and painful triggers. Our friends at RAIN, which stands for Rape, Abuse, Incest National Network, took some time to share their recommendations for survivors who are seeking to practice self-care. One of their specialists said, I'll ask a survivor what works for them first. For example, I might ask what type of music puts them in a happy mood or if there's a show that always makes them laugh. Then I suggest they do those things for a little while, kind of like distracting yourself. And I love that idea personally, whether it's music or a funny movie or just a really good book a book not about self-care, just ways that you can occupy your mind with something else to think about that just pours into your soul a little bit. Another one was simply taking a warm bath or a shower. You're the queen of taking baths. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was really excited when those bath bombs came out. They're kind of the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) 
Another one on the list is calling a loved one, someone you can trust and feel calm talking to. You don't even have to talk about your abuse. You can just have a casual conversation to distract from negative thoughts. Another one is a suggestion of wrapping yourself in a blanket to feel secure, to feel comfortable. Why am I getting all the like cozy ones? Because <laughs> it fits your personality. Uh, yeah. I, I get too antsy. I can't do stuff like that. <laughs> I'm the teddy bear and you're the prickly Rock? pear. <laughs> the cactus. Yes. Very fitting. So we just wanted to paint the picture of what self-care might look like for a survivor. Give you some feedback from other survivors that are on the journey from some specialists and counselors who are working with those of us who are in need of self-care. I think it's important that we're realistic though. You know, there are probably some of you listening today who've never even tried any of these techniques for yourself. You never thought about it, or maybe you have, and right now your journey is so hard that thinking about picking up a journal or a coloring book or going for a walk for yourself is the last thing you can even do. All you want to do is numb. You want to injure yourself. Maybe some of you don't even want to be here anymore. And so for those of you who are listening and you're at that place, we just want to encourage you that before you do anything to harm yourself, just to be willing to pick up the phone. There are always people out there who are trained to help, who want to help. You're not alone. Even when you think you are, you're not. And people really do care about you. They care about getting you to the next step where you actually can care for yourself. The Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. It's 800-273-8255. And the Sexual Assault Hotline is 800-656-4673. That's 800-656-HOPE. It's free and confidential and available 24-7. You can even chat online with a trained specialist, too, at online.rainwith2ends.org. Join us back here in a couple weeks for another exciting discussion to keep you moving forward on this journey of healing. Subscribe, write a review if you heard something you liked. Even invite friends and family to listen so more people hear about healing. Find us on Facebook or search for IamOneVoice.org.